Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Baby Bowl Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. This is the ninth annual Baby Bowl year, I believe it is this year, Rob Norton. Correct me where I'm wrong. I wish, I wish, I wish it was the ninth. Um, I think it's the third, right? Third, fourth? Man, I'm losing, I'm losing track of time. I'm getting old. Did we get together on the very first year of your Baby Bowl? I mean, I know you I think, did the play. So. Uh, you did the playoffs before the year before, and then you were going to go baby bowl all year long. And I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, even, I don't even know how we met on Twitter. I don't even know. But I think uh, so. I think yeah. so. That's what we've been doing this for a while. So that's cool. Could you imagine nine years? So could you imagine like nine, ten years? The tenth anniversary of the baby bowl. Would that be weird? It would be. It would be for sure. We'll get Your there though. Ba- your little baby all growing up is what it would be. Hey, that's Rob Norton. He is the daddy of the baby bowl at Norton0723 over on Twitter. Hey, where are you on TikTok, Rob? At Norton0723 over there on TikTok, too. I'm so glad you made that easy on me. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you, you had me thinking that guy's got limitations. I can't go anything outside of this. I hope you didn't have to buy that name. Uh, what are you on that new, uh, what is it, the, the threads? What are you on threads, Rob Norton? Oh man, I haven't I haven't jumped jumped over there yet, but but oh, don't, worry. don't worry about it. Look, look no, I gotta that... remember remind people about like the last elections and everything. Uh, people are quick to forget. There were all kinds of little Twitter things that were popping up left and right, and I can't remember the names of them. Right? Yeah, I mean they were they were hot for like one second and then they were gone. So the the whole thread thing, don't 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 worry about it. If you do that, you can't. You, you can't even uh, undo it without undoing your Instagram. So you're locked into that and you're giving, all you're doing is helping uh, people that did the Facebook meta thing. All you're doing is giving them money. It just don't, don't, I mean, you can, if you want, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to stick it out with Twitter and, until it goes away, which my wife would hope is very soon. So I just, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at loaf don't forget to follow the show at FI today with a little underscore. What Rob Norton and I are going to do today on the baby bowl podcast is we are going to go through more Scott fishbowl, which is very applicable to our re- draft leagues and everything in our baby bowl leagues and i know rob you are coming up with the baby bowl invitations i, I hope not as we speak because i want to need your help in the scott fishbowl draft you're going to draft from your spot the four hole i'm going to draft from my spot the eight hole and we're just going to talk about these things and you're going to correct me where i'm wrong and i'm going to slap you around every time you try to draft jameer gibbs that's what i'm going to do okay and i know you're, <laughs> you're working on those invitations you got a list of people that you're going to send the invitations out to or are you kind of holding on to that or how, how, how do you do that yeah, so basically what I do is I essentially copy over the league from last year. Um, and then when I send it, when I first copy over the league, um, I'll just I just send a mass invite out. And it's almost like a soft open, you know, where I uh, I'll send out the uh, I'll send out the invite to basically everyone that was in the regular season last year. And then from that point, you know, I'll wait a little bit, see who all kind of signs in. And usually I do that during like to, as as. Scott Fishbowl drafts are kind of wrapping up or in the mi- in the middle of it and things like that. That way it's like a soft open for a week or two or whatever. And then I'll uh, I'll go back through and I'll see who uh, signed up and lo- or logged in and then who whoever didn't, then I'll start sending out, you know, the the invites and DM and everyone. And um, then I start going through as well. I start going to um, looking at the since it doesn't copy from the playoffs to since the playoffs is technically like a separate league. Mm-hmm. Um when I copy over the regular season from last year, it only sends over whoever was in the regular season from last year, not the playoffs. So then I'll go through the playoffs and kind of see who was in the playoffs and not in the regular season. And then I'll reach out to them to see if they'd like to be in the regular season this year. Okay. And then it's, it's a, yeah, it's a whole process. 
Right, so make sure you set aside that $50. Uh, don't have that burnout phase either of joining too many bowls because you got to save for the big bowl as well. Okay, save that for there. And, and by the way, you, you win your prizes back. You, you win prizes throughout the year. Hopefully uh, you do. I have never. But oh, I just let you guys win, by the way. just I, I thought about that the other day. I got I can't keep being a nice guy, Rob Norton. i got to start taking some of these people's cash. I can't, I can't keep doing that. I've got to be a winner in the Baby Bowl this year is what I have to be. I can't, I can't let these people just run all over me anymore. No more Mr. Nice Guy, Rob Norton. I like it. I like it. I like the, I like the uh, mindset going in to win. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm okay. expecting you to be in top 10 for sure. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, oh, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> you're going to fill out my stuff for me is what you're going to do. Uh, but yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and get into this. We're using Jeff Lambert's ADP. He's done, I think, close to 100 mock drafts now at this point. So we got a pretty good range of ADPs here accumulated from Jeff Lambert. Make sure you uh, check over uh, check on him over on Twitter, Jeff Lambert. You can search that and just check out all the different Scott Fishbowl things that he's putting together. He does a great job over there. Thank you so much, Jeff, for all your hard work. And I do got I got to get Rob. Don't let me forget to figure out a way to donate to whatever it is that he asked you to donate on. If he, you know, you use this stuff, I think it's probably fantasy cares, right? Maybe probably. Yeah. It's like, Fantasy Cares Org, I think. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't let yeah. me forget. Don't. You know I'm a generous. Guy. I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. All right. So you're <laughs> uh, you're up first here. We're gonna go first round. And who I, I what I want to do is I want to ask you. You know what I thought about? I listened back to a podcast because I always try to listen back to try and get a little bit better. I bet you I ask you more questions than Connor does in a day. Whenever you're on the podcast with me, I all I did was just rattle off questions. Rob Norton, let me ask you this. Hey, let me ask you this, Rob. Hey, hey. you don't ask me a lot of questions, Rob. What? That's is true. It, That's. That's true. I think about it, and I, I don't ask you many questions. Unless I'm in trouble, but I feel like I am like your your, your son in some degree on, on, on fantasy football because I'm sure you ask your son, hey, where'd that cookie go? Hey, where'd that go? And and it feels like sometimes <laughs> you do ask me, why didn't you draft that guy, Wes? I told you to draft that guy. <laughs> where, where where did that guy go, Wes? And I'm just sitting there like, you know, with my thumb up my nose and just going, I don't know. I don't know, Rob, what happened? So Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't. I think you don't give yourself enough credit. I, I, I think you know what you're doing a little bit. So I, uh, I have, I have confidence in you. So I think, um, that's probably why that's probably why I don't, don't ask you too many questions. Cause I have a lot of confidence in you. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that answer. You've got a choice here. I want to ask you, who do you want to fall to you in the fourth yeah. spot? You know, who, who do you want? Who do you want out of these guys? Um, I'm kind of leaning Travis Kelsey. Um, I just think he gives such a huge advantage. Um, so I'm kind of kind of hoping for Kelsey. From what I've seen, I've, I kind of followed along a little bit with the two two live drafts that are going on right now. I think one's in New York, one's in Buffalo. And Kelsey went one and two. So that's yeah. not necessarily um, good news for me if I'm hoping for Kelsey. But at the same time, that's why I picked four, because I'm fine with any of... I think I, the way I have it ranked is is probably... Kelsey hurts Mahomes or or hurts Kelsey Mahomes like kind of in that range and then Josh Allen fourth of the of the four um which I'd be totally fine with getting Josh Allen it's just the the him being on the bye week and in during the playoffs is kind of the tiebreaker between them otherwise I would have Allen a little bit higher okay so so Mahomes hurts Kelsey Allen you wish it was Kelsey if not you'll be happy to take either one of those other three all right that's yep. that's simple here, here's my question. What are you going to do? And we're already down there. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. What are you going to do down there at 24 then? Or, or what, what you'll be drafting in the 20th spot then. What are you going to do down there? 
Who, who do yeah. you want there in the 20th spot? Because that, it, right now ADP is like – it looks like you're going to probably have Hill, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, or Dak Prescott. Because if you don't get a quarterback in that first round, you have got to take a quarterback here at the end of the second. Otherwise, you're not even going to have another shot until the end of the third because of that third-round reversal. You're in trouble, buddy. I'm fine. I'm fine waiting. I'm fine waiting. Um, because I only want one of the top. Let's see. I think there's a. To me, there's a drop off after Fields uh, for for QBs. Like, if I don't get one of Mahomes, Hurts, Kel, or Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, Fields, um, mm-hmm. maybe some people will push Trevor Lawrence into that mix. Um, if I don't get one of those guys, though, there's a steep drop off after that point. And now this year with the how the scoring is, since there's no negatives for interceptions, there's no in- negatives for incompletions. I'm not worried about getting, you know, an efficient, a, an efficient quarterback. Um, I don't need to get like one of those guys like, you know, like last year I pushed up guys like Cousins, Ro- uh, Cousins, Rogers. Derek Carr, guys with high completion percentages, low t- low interception rates, like those kind of guys. I was I was dead set on getting as many of those kind of guys as possible this year. I don't care. I just want volume. Um, so the negatives don't hurt. So that's what, looking at like how we on last week's show when we looked at the quarterbacks, we saw the scoring flatten out big time. So like the difference between QB one and QB like eight was the same as the difference between like QB eight and QB thirty. So for me, that's why I'm like, well, if that's the difference, I, I want one of those top guys or I can just wait and volume my way getting like three, three to four guys that I like um, and then, at and values then playing, and then playing matchups along the way. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. Fine. And I'll be starting to I'll be starting to every single week for sure, because sure. there is no negatives. So but I just want to make sure that I get those uh, plan on playing matchups. OK. All right. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Now, let's get to my plan. Okay, I am here at number eight. I'm in a 108 room. Are you in a 104 room over on Twitter? Yeah, yep. Are you? They talk yeah, about yeah. me at all? They wonder what I what I'm doing at the They were, they were. I heard them. Oh, I heard them. I heard them. Ah! They yeah. were uh, saying. They were saying. They're wondering what Wes is doing over there in in uh, number eight. <laughs> 108. Uh, so at 108, I I look. It says Justin Jefferson. There's no way Justin Jefferson is falling to me. If I'm looking at the people who I wish I could have. I wish I could have Justin Jefferson because it seems like there's a you you keep stressing to me. Hey, get one of those top wide receivers, Wes. You you need three. Yeah. You need three. So I'm like, okay, all right, just. Uh, but then I look at Justin Fields. And I'm going, I can't pass up Justin Fields. That's my homie right there. Yeah, from yeah. Chicago, my quarterback, just running all over the field. It just looks like such a good pick. And then sometimes in those draft rooms, Christian McCaffrey is there, and I'm going, okay, yeah, I need CMC too. So I, I it looks like I'm going to have a top running back wide receiver. Or a quarterback, and I could choose any of the three. And the thing yeah. is, is, in the second round, it still looks like I have a good availability of running backs. So I might pass up the CMC. I might not. It, it's going to depend on how that draft room goes a little bit. But uh, Austin Eckler's even been dropping over there to me in the second pick. So I'm kind of hoping yeah. if I don't get a CMC that I might get an Austin Eckler. I, I may even go like bully running back. But if I had to choose one, if I had to choose one, I am going to choose Justin Fields just because I'm trying to have some fun in the Scott Fishbowl yeah. and win at the same time. And he has tremendous upside to me. Like we mm-hmm. talked about in a couple of previous episodes. 
Yep, I really like Justin Fields a lot, and especially in this scoring format where you, like we said, we don't have to worry about the negative. So, you know, one of the knocks on Fields is maybe he may make some mistakes as a younger guy, but the thing is, we don't really care about that because it's not a negative. Um, obviously, it takes the ball out of his hands for for a series, and uh, but still, it's not a negative, and you get that point two five points per carry too, which obviously we know Fields runs a lot, so that's a nice little bonus for for running quarterbacks. So. Um, yeah, I like, I like that. Um, so that's, so fields is the one you're hoping for then. That's who I'm hoping for. And that's who I will pick. And if not, then I'll probably take CMC or, uh, Justin Jefferson. And if all those guys are gone, I'm flipping coins is what I'm doing. No, I was going to say, if all of those guys are gone, then you're looking at like probably Lamar or Burrow or Herbert, your choice, because I know the first four are going to be gone. And then if all of Jefferson, um, Fields and McCaffrey are gone, then you're going to have your choice between Lamar, Burrow, or Herbert if you want. Yeah, and that's I, and yeah, then then it'll go, uh, <laughs> it'll go Burrow, it'll go Herbert, and then Jackson, just because you know how I feel about Jackson. So then on the second time, <laughs> and the reason why I totally chose a spot, Rob, is because I did want to have that reversal again last year, like I did last year, because that was terrible. It was terrible. I felt like a I felt like a 40-year-old woman who had never been married that went to their 20th anniversary or their their 20th high school reunion. Okay, they'd never been married, <laughs> and all they did was sit there and go, "Oh, there's there's my guy. I'm not married." And there's there's one of my guys right there going by. Oh, there's another one of my guys right there going by. That's how I felt. Why waiting all that time in that third round reversal? So I I know I got to go strong here. I'm not going to reach here. So I'm getting that quarterback. Hopefully Justin Fields. And with the second pick at the number 12 spot. I will probably go Austin Eckler if he's still sitting there or Bijan Robinson if he's still sitting there. I don't know if they will be, but I'll probably go a running back heavy and wait on that extra quarterback a little bit further down the road. Yeah, so you're you're pick a 17, right? Yeah, because 8 and 17, 25. Yeah, so you're sitting there um, 17, yeah. So, why yeah, 17? To- why do you say 17? 8? 16. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 16. Yeah. So those guys have been falling in mock drafts, but it's not kind of going this way now with the ADP. That's weird, too. Look at Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has moved all the way up to 11th. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I think it's uh, people just, you know, people wanting the QB, pushing it up. Um, okay. There's a lot of people that believe in Trevor Lawrence, too, taking that next step because he, he is a he is, you know. One of the, you know, then when he was coming out of college, we were talking about him. People were talking about him as the, one of the greatest prospects. So um, people believe in his talent. They saw um, a big leap last year after getting away from Urban Meyer. Um, I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence uh, making that leap because he doesn't, to me, he doesn't run enough to be in the like Fields uh, Lamar grouping. And he's not as efficient of a passer as Joe Burrow and Mahomes. And then, you know, Hertz and Allen are kind of like the combo guys there. So, like, to me, he's got to either run more or make a leap as a passer. And I'm not okay. sure if I can, if I buy it. But I think a lot of people do buy it, and that's why he's getting pushed up like that. Okay. So so I, I'm thinking I should take that running back in the second round just because when I look mm-hmm. down at the third round, Rob – I don't. I don't know that I'm going to be able to find another one down. I guess I will, but I don't. I don't know. It's going to have to be dependent upon the draft room, I guess, a little bit how that draft room is going, because in the third round, I'm I'm looking at C.D. Lamb. I could probably still get him. He's going 27th, so I'll be drafting in what the 24th, the 29th spot or somewhere in that neighborhood. From going eight, yeah, 25, be 12. Yeah, it'll be in the 29th, 29th spot. Yeah, which on this is Josh Jacobs right now, but 
Yeah, CeeDee Lamb could be a possibility for sure. Yeah, or Garrett Wilson, uh, uh, Devonta Adams. I'll be able to get one of those second quarterbacks if I want that. So I, I, Nick Chubb, he's going to be gone by then. Derrick Henry will probably be gone by then. So it really looks like to me like I need to go with that running back in the second round just to lock up the running back and then try to get one of those top receivers as well. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Because sitting at 16 right now, according to ADP on from Jeff Lambert, Mark Andrews is sitting 16, which is where I'll be sitting. Should I go with a Mark Andrews, or is there enough differential there to make a big difference, or should I just wait on one of those tight ends? I like Andrews a lot. Um, I think Andrews is a perfectly good option at that spot. Um, I, it's, I think you're in a, it's a, it's almost a tough spot because I think any of the, I, I like your thoughts with the, with the uh, running backs. Um because uh, that's the same way I'm looking at my spot in the second round, probably with the with a uh, workhorse style running back. But Mark Andrews is tough to pass up in, in this tight end premium. Um, Until I look at his last year's uh, points per yeah. game in some leagues that I had him in, and I'm going, "Oh, this is terrible." You yeah, know? no, that's fair too. <laughs> that's fair. He he was he struggled last year. Um, so yeah, it it's tough. Um, I like Andrews. I like a lot of the under, underlying metrics uh, for Andrews. I think he's going to be the alpha there. And so I, I think he's a perfectly viable second round pick. Um, I mean, it also depends to like what your later strategy is or when, when you, which tight ends you're kind of targeting throughout the draft. Um, I think if you don't, if you don't really like the values of the tight ends later on in the draft, I, w- I would maybe try to make uh, Andrews a priority if he slips there, just because you're getting an elite guy and then you don't have to worry about it. But if you like some of the values later on, um, then probably go with the workhorse running back. And I typically and, like to roll the dice with tight ends and play matchups yeah, and you know, go against the defenses. But this year, I don't know if that's applicable in the Scott Fishbowl. You know what I mean? Like that's usually me playing the waiver wire in places there is no waiver wire. I know that's the thing. You're pretty much every tight end, even backup tight ends, probably yeah, some some of them are going to be uh, rostered. So Dude. it's. <laughs> If you have you been in a mock draft room, and I've seen a lot of mock drafts, and in that 108 chat, man, they just throw a ton of mock drafts in there so we can all talk about them. I've seen some people do bully tight end, where, yeah. where the, they take three or four tight ends right just right out of the gate, right out of yeah. the gate. I I did so I didn't do three. I did two last night in in the mock that I was in. I took um, in the first four rounds. I took two tight ends. I took Kelsey in the first round, and I took Pitts in the fourth. So I had Kelsey and Pitts, um, and it's just because of how the scoring is. Like we were talking about last week with the scoring, like the tight ends, a lot of the tight ends are going to score more than your your wide receiver threes and fours. So once you've already, if you've already gotten three wide receivers, it's tough to start your your fourth wide receiver over a possible second tight end with upside, um, considering the scoring format. Am I crazy in thinking that if one of my running backs is not there, like Bajon's not there, Bijan, whatever, Austin Eckler's not there, am I crazy in going all the way down to Saquon Barkley? Because I love Saquon Barkley. I like him better than Jonathan Taylor. I like the uh, opportunities that he has there than Jonathan Taylor. What what did we see the other day? We both liked the tweet, I think, and I think I sent it to you or something, or you sent it to me. I don't know. I don't know how it worked. Where people coming, uh, players coming off of like ACL injuries or injuries similar to Saquon's, they they don't bounce back as well. Or is this like the the time where we don't have to worry about Saquon anymore? 
Yeah, so he's uh, he's now, you know, last year was his second year removed from from injury. Right. Um, right. So that's when they see usually the best the best bounce back to full like full normal. Um, so, yeah, he's another year removed now. I like Saquon for sure. He's a top five running back for me. Um, so, yeah, I would take I would personally take Saquon over Taylor. Um, so, yeah, if you if B- both Bijan and Eckler are gone, which according to ADP, they will they will be. But obviously they have the chance to to slip to you there. Um, I'd be I'd be definitely looking at one of either Saquon um, or Andrews um, or even even or Tyreek. Um, is basically where I'd be looking, just looking at ADP okay. right now, of who would be the best. Because Tyreek is my would be my highest ranked receiver left. Saquon probably would be my highest ranked running back, and Andrews the highest ranked tight end. Well, Saquon is sitting there at twenty, which is where you would be picking. Is that what I know we talked about it just a minute ago? But to revisit it a little bit, let's say some of those people are gone. Who do you want there at number two, or who do you hope falls to you, or who are you willing to reach on? Yeah, so te- I'm so technically I'm 21, um, but oh. but at the same time, Barkley could be there. Um, now, I guess I will say, I actually do. So Barkley and Chubb are two that are like right neck and neck for me. And it's funny because I've never I've never been in on Nick Chubb for fantasy. But the reason I've never been on Nick Chubb for fantasy is because Kareem Hunt's been around taking pass work and taking carries away and touches. Now he's gone. Nick Chubb should be in line for what I would expect to be a career high in touches. There's every reason for this this team to um, give him a career high in touches. It looks like they they only have Jerome Ford as a backup, which Ford is fine as a backup, but he's a backup. Um, but yeah, Chubb. They it's not like Chubb's necessarily getting any younger. It's uh they're you know he's 26, 27 or whatever. He's starting to enter like the later part of his. So there's every reason to just use him use him as much as possible in the next year or two. Um, so for me, I really, really love Nick Chubb this year. I, that's who kind of, I'm eyeing up in the second round at my spot. And he was there, he was there last night. I took him last night. Um, so it'll be probably between Chubb or Barkley for me in the second round there. That makes sense. You lock up one of those studly Dudley, uh, running backs and you are good to go. My friend, I'm at 29. I hope CD lamb falls to me. I like that. A little bit better than I like my Amon Ross St. Brown or Garrett Wilson or Devontae Adams picks there because I'll probably go wide receiver here. It, it'll be real hard to not not take Josh Jacobs if he's sitting there. Yeah. But I just I keep getting more and more concerned, man. I, I I need to check the more news coming out of Las Vegas this time. I think he will be there. I think he will play. And if he does, I want I want that. I I want what he did last year, but it's making me a little bit nervous. Just to be honest with you, it's making me a little bit nervous. And so I I might if I already have a, a running back in my possession, I'll probably go with one of those stud wide receivers. I hope it's C.D. Lamb. If it's not, I will go Amon Ra. And then after that, <laughs> if I got to choose between Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams, I I, I don't know. It's I, tough. It, no, it is tough, and I I may not go with either one of those. But you got I got to get one of those top. It'd probably be Devontae, just because I've seen him do it year in and year out. I still got to see Garrett Wilson do it to prove me wrong. Okay, that's where I am. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, I I I can understand uh, the Jacobs concern. I've been early in on Jacobs. Um, I ex- I expect it to get done, but I can understand the concern. Um, I think if 
if we knew for sure he was going to be there, obviously he'd be like a no-brainer pick there. Um, but I think that's also why he slipped because he probably wouldn't be going there if you know because he was the number one scorer in this format last year um, in terms of like taking last year's stats and putting them to this year's scoring. He would have been the number one uh, just because it's such a huge volume. So getting him in the third round is just is awesome. Um, so yeah, I I couldn't blame you if you go with Jacobs if you get nervous about it. I love I do love that that stretch of receivers there for you. Lamb is my oh. highest ranked of them. I have okay, Lamb good. as my wide receiver six. Then Amonra is my next at wide receiver seven. Okay, then good. I have I do have Wilson as eight, and then I have um, Devonte Adams as my wide receiver ten. So um, there are I. All of them, top ten okay. receivers there, but yeah, I agree with your order. And, and and for me, it's it's with Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams that that difference there is just not being. I, I I, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. I just don't trust his leadership ability. I don't the weather there and the the really difficult New York Jet schedule too. By the way, man, that's just that's a really tough division to be in. That's a really tough schedule that they have those first seven or eight games, like you and I talked about for the Bay Bowl purposes. So that. Those are some things there. All right, so the, you're then at the uh, – oh, boy, I just did the math, and then I messed up the math. You're you're at <laughs> <laughs> you're at Daniel Jones. I highlighted it here, right? You're at 33, and Daniel Jones is at 33. I could be wrong there, one or two. Who do you hope falls to you at that point? Like, are you are you looking at those receivers that I'm talking about, or? Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping one of those receivers slips to me at that point. Um, obviously, that that order that I mentioned, Lamb, Amonra, Wilson, Adams. Um, I have no problem taking either Alave is technically my next ranked one. Um, and I wow. did take him there last night actually, and he he's right there at forty. So um, I have I have Waddle one pick like one rank behind Alave, so I don't mind Waddle there either. Um, it's just the only reason I have Waddle behind Alave is Alave looks like he's going to be the alpha, whereas Waddle's behind Tyreek. Um, so there's a little bit more concern about target volume, to, for, in my opinion. Um, but, um, yeah, I took Olave in the mock last night in the third round, so I don't have a problem taking him there. I also really love, I really love Ramondre Stevenson, uh, too. So I like him more in PPR, full PPR formats. Like, obviously this is full PPR, but like the points per carry help guys that get more volume on the ground, um, push them up a little bit more than Whereas like in full PPR without the carry, Ramondre is a little bit higher. And the same thing, Tony Pollard. I love Tony Pollard. Um, that was my biggest struggle last night. Tony Pollard was there, but you can't have them all, Rob. You, you I can't. know. I know. I'm 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 worried. The thing with Pollard in this format, I'm worried that so in 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 full PPR, I have him as my running back four right now. Um, so, but in this format, I move him below some of the workhorse, full, full workhorse guys like Chubb, Barkley, um, Jacobs. And so he's probably in like the seven, eight range. I'm just worried that even if they don't bring back Zeke, that they want to use Pollard in a similar fashion as last year, maybe a little bit more than last year, but they still don't want to overload him, um, which might, is perfectly fine in PPR formats. But in this format, you want that carry volume. Um, so, that's what pushed me to take uh, Alave last night. Okay, um, that, that's reaching. Like, by the way, that's reaching because yeah, he's all the way down is. there at forty right now. I know, I know, and that's <laughs> the thing is like I could probably get him maybe even in the fourth um, if I waited. So, but I got I like a lot of guys in this range, and this is why I, this is another reason why I chose um, four is because I knew I'd get two of these guys because of the 
the how the reversal is. I knew I would get two of the guys in this range, which I love. I love this range from like pick twenty seven through forty two ish. Okay, all right, that sounds fair. And who's up next? So you're up next, then, right? So you're going to take all those guys that we talked about. That's who you want. You want you want one of those guys. You're not going to wait around for a lave there because you'll be picking. What if you're picking? If 40, you're, yeah. yeah. So you'll be right there at it. So you'll you can have your cream or your crop. You can have your cake and eat it too. So what what are you going to pick there then? If you don't, if you go and reach for a lave with your third pick, who are you taking fourth? Kyle Pitts is is where I'd be looking for sure, especially especially if I take one of the QBs in the, in round one. Now, if it's, if it's Kelsey in round one, I'm a little bit less likely to take pits. I still am just so, so high on pits and especially in this format, like his target share is just insane. I know the, the, the knock, um, I know, I know the knock on, you know, uh, pits is the, is Atlanta doesn't throw, but the thing is they threw it in like an outlier low rate. It was like the fourth lowest pass rate in the last 11 years. That's going to go up. Um, even with when Ritter took over, they threw six extra passes per game uh, from what Mariota did. So extrapolating that over, you know, 17 games, you're looking at 100 more passes in the season. And if he gets 25, 27% of those, which is the target share he got last year, that's an extra 20, 30 targets on, on top of that. So, yeah, I, I really love Pitts. I don't want to ramble on too much about it, but he, he especially in this format, I, re- I really love Pitts. Um, so he's my main target there in the fourth round, especially if I didn't get it, or especially if I got a QB in the first. Okay. All right. Well, your team so far is Kelsey, Chubb, Olave, and Pitts. Okay. My my team so far is Fields, Eckler, and CeeDee Lamb. I have already – I'm putting it out there in the universe that, that those people fall to me. Okay? I'm putting it out there because that's what I want to happen, Rob. All right? Yeah. Is, is that okay with, is <laughs> I that like okay with you? I like it. I like it. I do. So at pick number 44, T. Higgins is going 44th right now. I don't like that. I don't want that. I would rather have – I'm going to reach up for Devonta Smith if I have to because he was the wide receiver one in Philadelphia last year towards the back end of things. A.J. Brown could get hurt very often. It's an explosive offense. I'm going with the Alabama connection more so than anything. I, I just I, – I want a part of that explosive offense. I know Cincinnati and T. Higgins has got that explosive offense as well. I just – I'm. I th- I think that Devonta I like I, I'm, I'm going to go with my Bama boy. All right, that's what I'm going to do. I know I know you're shocked I'm not taking Javier Gibbs there, but <laughs> no, not not shocked there. Um, I like it. I Higgins I have Higgins and Devonte Smith back to back. Um, I think they're like both in very similar situations in the sense mm-hmm. that like they're both you know the number twos that could be like alpha guys if they were on a team that didn't have another alpha with them. Um, I, the only tiebreaker I have, so like Devonte Smith, I think has a better prospect profile, um, being yep. a first round pick and everything else. Uh, T Higgins is on a better passing offense, like more volume wise passing offense. So it's, it's really splitting hairs for me. So like I said, I don't have a problem with anyone taking it either way. Uh, I have them back to back and I, have T, I do have T Higgins technically one spot ahead, but I really don't have a problem taking Devonte Smith at all. You know, too, with Devonte Smith, he, he, this is his third year, right? It's third year yeah, and he was yeah. hurt part of that first year. So really, I mean, technically kind of a second year, you know? Right? Yeah. Are we always looking for the high upside second year receivers? Huh. I believe so. I talked myself into it. Okay, so I'm wishing all this to happen. And then I'm going, where? where's my next one? Because I had to turn a page, Rob Norton. So I have no idea. Oh, I know who I want, though. Okay, can I tell you? I don't know where I'm picking, but I'll tell you who I want. Darren okay. Waller. 
I want Darren Waller is what I want. That's what I, like I want. It. I, like I it. want it a lot. I have heard great reports out of there, out of New York, that uh, uh, Daniel Jones has never had a receiver that big before. You know what I mean? Like he's just like, holy cow, look at this guy. And he, there's there's not a lot of people shooting for targets there. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just not a lot of people there. And we're talking about a division where technically, in my opinion, we can have some high scoring games just within that division with Dallas, with Philadelphia. They might have to put up a lot of points, and that being one of the receivers that Daniel Jones would have to throw to is Darren Waller. So I like Darren Waller. It gives me my tight end, so that's where I'm going. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I like Darren Waller a lot this year. He's a guy that I've drafted a ton in best ball so far. Um, so, yeah, I really love that. He could, he could and I think should, lead the, uh, lead the team in targets. Um, so, yeah, yeah in yeah. this format, that's, that's perfect. Where are you picking next? I'm lost. Um, let's see here, because you were you were what forty four, and that was eight, right? Okay. So that's nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve, eleven. This is great. This is great podcast stuff too. By the way, I mean this 10, is what people tune in for. Do people get as confused as I do about all the ADPs? I think so. I think so. The third round I, reversal gets crazy for me. Like I can, yeah, I can, so. 57, I think, is my spot, Aaron. I think where Aaron Jones is going, which... Oh, oh, can I predict? Can I predict who you're picking? I do. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you have Kelsey, Chubb, Olave, Pitts. Kelsey, Chubb, Olave, Pitts. So uh, you have you do not have a quarterback yet. I think you're perfectly fine with that. You sound so confident and arrogant and smug right now at this point <laughs> about all those things. I think you're going Joe Mixon. I think you're 100%. going Joe Mixon. Oh, wow. 100%. Right. Okay. That's so. This is the exact draft I had last night too. I had Ch- Kelsey Chubb, Olave, Pitts, Mixon. Um, Mixon for me, if he's there at my spot in the fifth round, he's a lock for me. Um, again, Mixon. The only reason he's even at this spot right now is because people are still worried about whether or not he's going to play or not because of the off the field issues. If he wasn't, the dude was like sixth or seventh or eighth running back or something last year and then in this format even better because he's such a workhorse in a high volume offense like and now Samaje P Ryan's gone too mm-hmm. yeah uh, sign me up all day uh he's he I have him well ahead of running backs that are going earlier than this so I love getting like I love being able to get like two workhorse guys like that cuz to me he's still a I have him ranked as my 12th running back so to me he's still a workhorse guy and in a great offense. So getting him mixing and Chubb as my running backs and not, not having and only spending like second and a fifth round and still being able to get elite players at other positions too, on top of it. I love that. Okay. And then your next pick, I believe would be down there in 66 area. Probably. I just went with eight more picks from there and you still only have one wide receiver at this point, two tight ends, two running backs, so I'm wondering if you are looking at a, at a wide receiver or is Miles Sanders just too juicy for you to pass up at this point? Because you have a Terry McLaurin maybe that would fall to you, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Sanders, or Jerry Judy, or Drake London. And I know you love Drake London. What, where are you going, Rob? I do like London. I do like DJ Moore. But I'm going with Christian Watson. It's reaching down a little bit, wait, but he wait, won't be he's back. He's not there. even on the board. He's not on the board. Yeah. <laughs> Right, he's a he's down there at seventy five. Okay. Um, and when my pick is, I think sixty four, 
64. Yeah, I believe one, two, three, four. Yeah, 64 is my pick. But the thing is, I do have Christian Watson ranked ahead of every receiver in that range. Um, and I'm just really, really, really bullish on Christian Watson. He will not, I, I can almost guarantee he won't make it back to me. Like he normally on his ADP, he'd be going at the end of this round, but he's not going to make it back to me all the way at the end of the following round. Right. Um, so this is where I'm going to have to get him if I want to get him. And I do have him ranked ahead of all those receivers there. So um, I have him as my wide receiver 16 right now. So I like getting him. And then I'll have, um, I'd have Alave and Watson as my two wide receiver, two of my three wide receivers. Okay. All right. And, and you know, this is the area of the draft where I even, uh, and, and it sounds like you do too, even though you did it even earlier, where you do go out and get your guys. I hope everybody goes yeah. out and gets their guys, you know, just go out and get your guys. Don't reach up too far for them. If you don't think they're going to make it back to you, which by the way, in the Scott Fishbowl, in my years of doing this, which has been two, I have learned that they don't make it back around to you. Okay, can I just say that, Rob? That's why you're going out and getting Christian Watson, because you know they're not making it back around to you. If they yeah. are in that, if they are in the picks, do not think your guy's gonna fall. He's not gonna fall. He is not going to fall. <laughs> you'll you'll be you'll be hard pressed to get him at the pick that you are at right now that somebody didn't already snag him, snipe him from before. So he is not gonna fall to you in the next round. All right. You're lucky enough exactly. to have an opportunity to get him Christian Watson right now, and that's what you're going to do. So I, I appreciate that. I value that. You got to kind of throw ADPs out the window at some point. There hasn't been a yeah. Scott Fish Bowl that I have been in, a Raz Bowl that I have, any anything like that, where I haven't been just fighting mad at some point because people are sniping me, uh, people <laughs> that are there in the mock drafts that I've done. It's just not there. It's just not there. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree. And especially as the as it moves on, just as the same as any draft, but obviously these these drafts are – totally different um, in terms of ADP and just the, the wildness of them. Um, the ADP starts to really go out the window even, even further. Um, so, and even earlier, uh, I should say. So, so yeah, um, I, especially, like I said, I, his ADP is 75 there. Um, the 75th player off the board. My next pick wouldn't be until like 80 early mid eighties. Probably not going to make it to me. I, I got to get him there if I if I want him, and I do have him ranked ahead of those guys, so I feel okay doing that. And then hey, just um, just to let you know, though, you're going to need a quarterback at some point. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm excited to see it. We don't have a lot of time left. Hopefully, it'll be here before too long. So we got to keep moving because we have to we have to be done here shortly. Uh, but my next pick is going to be, and I'm going to reach down there myself, James Conner. I'm going to make sure I get James Conner in my stable I like because it. I only have one running back at this point. I think he is the bell cow there, and he is going to have a bunch of opportunities in Arizona, especially early in the season, especially all those goal line chances. So I'm looking there now. My next. Pick Pick, Rob, and we're kind of looking in the 80s right now. And I'm going to go ahead and pick. I, 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 I'm going to trust you that I don't need a. I have my eye on a quarterback later on in the draft, so I don't want to necessarily do that. So I would love to get right now at this point a Brandon Ayuk. I'm just going to tell yeah. you, I want to. I want to circle out all my wide receivers. I want to get a big three. I know Ayuk isn't the huge three. But I think that he just still has the more opportunity than a Michael Pittman who's going around in this range, a Christian Kirk around this range. Brandon Ayuk actually has the opportunity to be the wide receiver one in San Francisco. You and I both aren't big on Debo, so I'm going Brandon Ayuk for my third wide receiver. 
Yeah, and that was your because you were picking seventy-seven overall there, I believe. So, yeah, and that's that's right around a nice nice spot for ADP. I like both of those picks. Um, I like Connor a lot. I actually um, have Connor pretty pretty far above consensus right now too. So he's one of the last guys that's like a you can bank on volume. Um, mm-hmm. So I really I really like the value at of James Connor there. Um, yeah. So my next one. Um, so technically, it would be where Ayuk is. Um, obviously, he'd be gone if we were drafted together. Yeah, um, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I would be probably. Um, I'd probably be looking at Bryce Young. Um, I'm thinking uh, this is where I probably would take my QB. I'm consider Bryce Young is one I'm considering there. Um, I don't want to take Kyler. For for the simple fact, I, I like Kyler, but I don't want to take Kyler for the simple fact that I, I don't have any QBs yet. If I already had QBs, I wouldn't have a problem taking Kyler there, because I don't mind k- taking Kyler if he's my third QB. Um, but um, he's your first, I'm, though, Rob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Is like I I would I would be needing to take some QBs a lot in a row here, um, which I may I may do, but I would be taking I think Bryce Young here at at my pick, and that's what pick eighty one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, four, so. three, two, one, one, two, three. So my next pick there would be uh, technically 88 overall where Rashad White is. Yeah. Um, I'm probably looking at either – I'd be taking either one of Deontay or Tyler Lockett, um, I think. Um, I'm big on both of those guys. Actually, you know, it's funny in the draft, but neither of those two made it to me um, in this round, and wow. neither did – Neither did. my next one would have been Hollywood Brown. Um, and he didn't make it to me either. So all those good three guys, which maybe, maybe, uh, you know, this coming week in the real thing. You're reaching at that point for them. Right. Right. That's the thing is I'm reaching down, you know, a few picks here. Um, so I, in the draft last night, I took Traylon Burks, who I'm pretty high on. Um, but he, I do have Traylon Burks behind, uh, for me, it goes in my rankings right now. It goes probably Deontay Lockett, Hollywood, Traylon, um, so he would be the last pick of those ones. So I'm hoping one of those other three, especially either Deontay or Lockett. I'm really high on those two. Um, you, ha- you have one guess and one guess only as to who I'm picking here, the 92nd pick, if I have that number right. Who am I picking at the 92nd pick? I have a quarterback. I have two running backs. I have a tight end, and I have three wide receivers. Rob, who am I picking so now right you're here? Just, you're just looking at flex spots, huh? Flex oh, spots. Baby. Oh, and, yeah. And flex and super flex. I'm... I'm seeing a little David Montgomery there. Oh, come know, on, baby. Let's go. I'm, I know you're a David Montgomery guy, so I'm thinking my it's going to be Montgomery. My heart and soul. If you do not get me a shirtless David Montgomery poster yeah, for the uh, <laughs> Fantasy Impact Today studios, I am going to be terribly upset. Yeah, yes, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go David Montgomery. I think he's an RB1. Love the opportunity that he has there. So then I have another pick. It'll be it'll be hard for me to pass up another tight end here, like a like a Dalton Schultz. Um, I I would kind of want to play with a Mike Williams possibly if he was still there. If one of those receivers are still there, Rob, uh, if 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 either Deontay is there, I'm going to take Deontay even over David Montgomery. I'm going to take a Tyler Lockett over a David Montgomery. Okay, I'm going to do yeah. that. Uh, but okay, if none fair. of those guys are there, then I'm going to go with David Montgomery. And I I'm, I was going off the 
what you were saying last night in your draft room. And then mm-hmm. I'll wait on a David Montgomery and hope that he falls to me again. And I know what I just said yeah, about people falling to me uh, and everything. But nobody seems to be high on David Montgomery. So I'm willing to wait on him. And then yeah, I have a. Your 101 is your next pick, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and so, he's 99 or something. So, yeah, so it might happen. Possible. Yeah. It might happen. And if so, let's just say that those wide receivers are gone. If 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 I can, I'll take one of those receivers, then I'll take David Montgomery with my one on one. But if I take David Montgomery in the pick above that, then my next pick is going to probably be a, a CJ Stroud. I'm a, I'm gonna probably lock up that yeah. second with that high upside, the potential for a little bit of running there, a lot of games from behind. He'll have to throw a lot, so I'll probably go with the CJ Stroud. Then at that point, that's what I'm gonna pencil in here. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, Stroud was one I ended up taking as well. Uh, in the the mock, he slipped to me um, in this round. I think it was that I took. So I took Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Um, yeah. So um, for my next pick, would technically be 104 here, I believe. Um, in uh, or maybe 105, actually. Uh, I'm eyeing up there, uh, Chiga Conquo. Actually, um, okay. I'm really high on him. I love the uh, I love the tight ends scoring obviously in this and like i said like i want to play i want to play as much high volume running backs and tight ends in my flex spots as possible because once i get through those wide receivers mm-hmm. um i like i said once we get to this point of where the wide receivers are they're going to be scoring like middling points you don't really want to throw them in the flex spot compared to a tight end um and i love the upside of chigokonkwo so um yeah chigokonkwo would be my pick here I like it. All right, uh, so we're in the 10th round. We still got a couple of minutes left, so maybe we can fly through these a little bit quicker uh, and we can get see even more rounds in here. We'll never get all of, what, 122 rounds, I think, the Scott Fishbowl draft is. Uh, <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead and go with your 10th pick here, somewhere around there, 115-ish, you know, somewhere in there. Yeah, well, as I say, yeah, looks like 112, I think, is my next, would be my next one here. Um, honestly, <laughs> yeah. It's it comes down to three guys, or it's probably actually two guys here. Um, and I don't know if Greg Dulcich makes it there, but I may just go with Greg Dulcich if he if he's still there. Otherwise, I'm probably taking uh, probably taking Sam Howell. Okay, Sam Howell, you, you do you could use another quarterback or two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, for sure. And they're, getting, they're getting thin at this point, Rob. I already got my two quarterbacks, so I I'm looking at high up. I don't want to say high upside. But it's it's the second year receiver again in a high powered offense. I think Gabe Davis is still there. He he did very well last year in points per game and everything, and he falls all the way down here into this 118, 120 range where I'll be picking. It'll be hard to either go Gabe Davis or Tyler Higby because Tyler Higby still has that opportunity in Los Angeles at that point. I'm probably wondering which one I'm gonna grab here. And depending on my draft, I only have three wide receivers, so I may do that. And I'm just loading up at tight ends at the end of the draft and hoping one of them hits, you know, uh, because we've yeah. all been that t- down that Tyler Higby road before. And sometimes it's a bumpy ride. So I may just go with that Gabe Davis. He, he was a solid player last year. I think he finished what he what he finished last year. Wide receiver 35 or something. Yeah, yeah, he's and he's got a lot of upside. That's the thing is, like, I I'm a big advocate in especially in Scott Fishbowl that if you're taking after you have the three wide receivers, all the wide receivers that you want to take from that point on, you want upside because again, you don't want to be starting them in your, in your flex spot necessarily, unless they're giving you top 24 level, like wide receiver upside. Um, because if they're giving you middling, you know, wide receiver three, wide receiver four level 
play. You might as well mm-hmm. be just playing like a hot running back that's getting volume or or a tight end that week because um, they're going to give you probably more. So I like I, I like uh, Gabe Davis more in this format for sure. OK, with my next pick, and I'm going to I'm just going to zoom down here in the 120s, like the middle of 120s. because We're both kind of picking up there. Uh, I think 124 is where I'm going looking. And I'm going to reach. I don't know where my pick next necessarily is, Rob, but I'm going to reach <laughs> a little bit for this guy because I have just loved him. And I'm going to snipe him from you, too. It's Samaji P. Ryan. I am reaching at this point in the 11th round of the draft. And I'm going to probably get burned by this one because I just have way too many shares of him everywhere I go. But I'm going with Samaji P. Ryan. I think he could be the the number one running back there coming off that injury. Javante Williams, we've talked about that before. So I love that pick. What about you? Where are you going 11th round? If it's if I haven't taken enough QBs yet uh, at this point, like if I haven't, if I've only, <laughs> if I've only taken two, I'm going to take Desmond Ritter here. Um, if I've taken three already, I might take the chance on Trey Lance, just the upside. Um, okay. But if I've only taken two at this point, I'm taking Desmond Ritter. You could just wait around for Mac Jones. Yeah. Next, 12th round, Rob. We're, we're in the 12th round. We're flying. We're doing pretty good for us. 12th round, yeah. who are you going? I don't know. What, what pick are you at now? 12, 12 times 8, 12 times 4? I don't know. I was going to say 12. Yeah, was it 12 or 11 times 12? 132 plus. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're looking in the mid one thir- late 130s, one yeah. 40s. We're reaching. We're falling. There's a, there's a lot of names on the board now at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, right? for so sure. It's the luck for of the sure. draw. So somewhere around 132. Who are you hoping to have there? Um, so when it comes to this point, um, I'm I'm hoping, or I I probably would take I might take Devin Achain. It's the same. I was thinking about him last pick too with Ritter, Devin Achain, and Ritter. Um, both of them in that range I like. Um, both might be gone or. By by this pick, and then I'd probably go with uh, Kendra Miller. I think. Really? Okay, Kendra Miller. All right. sta- yeah. It, again, it comes down for me. I'm just stashing. I just want to stash high upside um, guys on my bench in terms of uh, um, running backs that you know, if an injury happens, they take they take over and they get a ton of touches sure. because again, all the touches gets all the points. So we're, we're passing up Rashad Bateman. Isn't that weird? Like he has the potential to be the number one receiver in Baltimore, but we just don't think the volume's going to be there and stuff like that. Neither one of us really said that a guy. And I know I passed him up and maybe you don't think he's going to be on the board for your pick. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be on there for these picks here. Um, he's kind of in that middle range for me where it's like, he, I'd have to take him like early. And while I like him a little bit, I don't like him enough to take him like real early. Um, Zay Flowers is going closer to like the ADP of where I'm picking. I could see myself end up taking him because I think I think he's going to be there more likely. Um, but I don't I don't mind Bateman. It's just yeah I I don't know I I don't think there's the the spot there from in my pick um, to take him, especially if I waited on on QBs. Okay, that's completely understandable. I I, I know I don't necessarily love this pick, but if I'm trying to round out my quarterback spot at this point and i know there's a trey lance on the board there's a jimmy garoppolo on the board i just i just may go with the safer floor that ryan Tannehill, and i can't quit him um at this point yeah. and it just i think that he played injured last year so i think he could be part of that 20 or 22 point club like we talked about last year which is a pretty good floor for a quarterback in this in this type of uh environment yeah i think he's a perfectly fine uh QB to play there. He he's gonna be. You're gonna start him in your QB two spot if you don't if like if you don't have a QB two or if you're playing matchups, um, you start him until 
I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is like, I don't know. I'm not big on Will Levis, but I don't know when they, what they think or what he's, how the development goes or when he takes over, when he plays, when he doesn't, whatever. That's the risk. That's why uh, Tannehill's down here. Um, but Tannehill could be, like you said, a perfectly fine QB, uh, especially in that uh, super flex spot. Yeah, and then I'm going with some kind of tight end. I need more tight ends. I feel like I don't have enough tight ends, so I'll probably go with a Jawan Johnson or Michael Mayer or somebody of that neighborhood if they just fall to me. But I'm going to lock up that last quarterback in this low area. I'm going to lack. I'm going I'm to I'm wrap up Ryan Tannehill even a round or two early if I had to. I, I don't. I don't trust anybody leaving him there for me. But then I'm going. I'm going straight tight end after that. You know, I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm starting to pile them on here in the 13th round. We're in. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I like that. Because, um, see, that's kind of where I'm thinking a little bit, too, because my next picks are going to be in that 150, early 150s, mid-150s for my next two picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at guys like, again, I like stashing the the running backs that are an injury away from taking over. So, I, I, in this range, I like Tank Bigsby. I like Roshan Johnson. Okay. I like Jalen Warren. Um, I think I technically have Jalen Warren, the highest ranked of those ones. Um, even though his ADP is the lowest, but I like all three of those guys a lot. I think they, you know, have a um, a lot of upside if the guy goes down. Warren, I think, has kind of the most standalone value. Probably going to get some touches even even uh, with uh, Najee being healthy. So I like those guys, and I also like um, Irv Smith a little bit um, yes, in this format. Yeah, I like Irv Smith. the The bad part about Irv Smith is that he really doesn't have a realistic path to being top two on his team and in, in targets outside of injury and even in injury it's probably boyd that ends up taking a bigger step than him so he has a he has a rough path in terms of like trying to be top two um but again he's going to have spike weeks because he's playing in uh, such a high-powered offense and i think irv smith i know he's a bama guy too um i think he's a really talented guy he's still young he's been plagued by injuries so far and so I, I think playing in an offense, he's he's going to have some spike weeks, especially in this format. Yeah, but I agree with you. There's there's a lot of miles to feed there. Irv is going to is might be the odd man out, and sometimes those offenses are a little bit tough to pick up as you go through you know life. And uh, Irv has just he's always been. There's going to be an injury. He's going to be lagging behind a little bit. It's just it's just how it's been. So I do have my doubts. I think I'd rather take Jaseki over him or even a Trey McBride if I was looking at a tight end. And I know Trey McBride is down there at 173, but just thinking of the opportunities that he has in Arizona. And, and now, now let me say this. If I already have James Conner on my roster, which it looks like I do already, I may not be putting too many eggs in that uh, Arizona basket. You know what I mean? Like I just I may yeah. not want to go with a Trey McBride, so I might go with a Mike Jaseki, which doesn't seem to be a very sturdy basket either in New England. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, that's the thing is, uh, it's it's uh, it's tough when you have one the, some of those like lower end offenses uh, putting too many <laughs> too many uh, eggs in the basket. Um, so yeah, I, I can't blame you right there. And and then I see the other tight ends down here like Hayden Hurst. I've heard great things coming out of camp, and it may be one of those things that you would want to do if you do get a Bryce Young. That Hayden Hurst and Bryce Young are really kind of going together, and, and let me just say this: you don't have a great offensive line you, in Carolina. The team's not gelling together. A young quarterback, we always know, kind of has his eyes not but down far down the field and everything. And they may not have an opportunity to with the Terrence Marshall there uh, to be able to put his eyes far downfield. So he's got to have him a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. And and let me just say this: I saw a report, but it just kind of solidified what I already know about Bryce Young. That dude is smart, man. He he knows where to go with that ball. 
before the play is snapped, maybe there'll be a little adjustment going into the pro game and everything. There might be some adjustment period there, but he'll catch on. He, I, I can't believe how how much he progressed from his freshman year till the end of his freshman year. I can't believe it. You can you can ask our guy Kev. Who, who, Kev, uh, Kev, what's what's his name? Who's that? Who's Coleman. That? Yeah, Kevin Coleman. Boy, Kev's gonna hurt me. The boys. That. Yeah, the boys. Uh, you can ask Kev. I was totally down on Bryce Young. The guy was all fidgety and everything his freshman year. At the beginning of the season, I couldn't believe he was a star. I was like, and Kev's like, man, he was good. And maybe you're right, Wes. Maybe. And then end of freshman year, I'm going, Kevin, this guy's a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, it's just I was all over it because I saw the progression. So I think that you have a good lock up there if you decide to go with a Hayden Hurst, Rob. I do. I do like Hayden. I took him uh, in the in the mock last night. Um, over like- Nico Collins? <laughs> that's the other guy that I actually I kind of really do like honestly um I really like Nico Collins because again he's a wide receiver with upside to me he was his um his target share and uh things like that were like like his underlying metrics were really really good actually um and it made a jump from the la- or his rookie year to last year um and that was even you know when he was playing with a bad QB and alongside Brandon Cooks at, at points so um, now no cooks and the QB situation should be an upgrade. So I, I do like Collins. Actually, he's one of the guys like one of the wide receivers. I'm okay stashing on my bench with upside because I think he has wider to wide receiver two level like upside if things click. So he is one that I'd be debating here, but I do like Hurst a lot. I like Hurst over Trey McBride over Taysom Hill. Okay. Um, I like him over Gasicki. I have I do have Irv Smith a little bit ahead of him, and and he's going well ahead in ADP, so I'd probably take Irv and then maybe take um, Hayden Hurst after that. I'm, I have no problem taking stashing those tight ends for sure. Like I said, I want to start a lot of them every week. And we're not talking about kickers here because we both have kind of agreed now on the side a little bit that it wouldn't matter which kicker you took here. I mean, a powerful offense, you always want to look for those powerful offenses, but there's just not, you don't gain that much of an advantage from one kicker to the other kicker. Maybe, maybe put a kicker on your roster or something there was always kickers on the waiver wire last year too. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you just had to have points, you could find a kicker. So uh, yeah. you can play matchups. Especially a little bit if on you're, that too. especially I was bringing this up on the stream last night, especially if you're playing on a sleeper league, because you can only start one. Um, so, you know, there's 30, kicker 32 kickers or whatever in the league there's 12 teams i don't think people are gonna be stashing kickers um and even if they did they'd have to stash two every team would have to stash two and some would have to stash three for you to just not get one (laughs) so i mean for me if you're playing on a sleeper league there's no scarcity um and there's the it's the flattest scoring yes they score more than other players i've seen the whole thing everyone's talking about they score more than some players whatever um but it's all about their comparison to the other players in that there send and it's the flattest scoring um yeah. position so i have no problem waiting till the very end basically and just picking up a guy that kicks in a dome for a high scoring offense whatever i i took greg joseph second to last round last night unless linda Lyons is in your league and she just gets all kickers then you're in trouble yeah. you're, <laughs> hey rob true. Gordon, good job have fun drafting in this here scott fishbowl coming up very shortly i will and uh, listen, if you got any questions about any of this stuff, feel free to send Rob a DM. He always is really good about doing that. Tag him on Twitter as well, and maybe just in a tweet or something. That way, other people could benefit from the question. At Norton0723 on Twitter. Or you can TikTok him on TikTok. Uh, you can also at Norton0723 
three over there on TikTok. You can ask me any questions you want to as well, and I'll ask Rob to give you a good answer at Lofinit over on Twitter, or you can ask the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Rob Norton, great job as always, my friend. Congratulations on your wonderful draft coming up in the fishbowl. Thank you. And same to you, my friend. I appreciate it. And as always, I will remember this time to say, uh, make sure you go out into this world and make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 